This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Time to turn our attention to China right now. Uh, from the central bank cutting its benchmark lending rate to China looking at further improving its anti-monopoly legislation and, of course, industry regulation. We're also going to be looking at their situation with the COVID-19 variant Omicron. And to talk about all of these headlines, we're joined now by Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief at The Straits Times. Hey, Don, uh, let's uh, start off with China's central bank. Uh, they cut their benchmark lending rate yesterday for the first time since April 2020. So the People's Bank of China at the one-year loan prime rate to 3.8%, and it's down from 3.85%. The five-year loan prime rate remained unchanged from the prior month at 4.65%. Mm, the thing is, why is China's central bank cutting a benchmark rate only now, uh, since, of course, the one in April last year? How will all doing all of this actually support China's economy, and to what extent, really, is it a sign that their economy probably needs more more help than even now. Hi, good morning. Well, as you know, the property market has been in the doldrums since the Chinese government introduced curbs to rein in soaring property prices and excessive borrowing by developers. The Chinese economy has also been hit by a bout of power shortage and COVID outbreaks in various parts of the country. This move to lower borrowing costs is also coming after the central bank cut the reserve requirement ratio for banks earlier this month to unleash more liquidity. $188 billion into the market. And it doesn't come as a surprise as the government rolls out measures to help counter the economic slowdown. It is expected to make another reserve requirement ratio cut in January, or it might cut interest rates. It had signaled at its recently concluded Central Economic Work Conference, which sets next year's economic priorities, that economic stability is key. So we can expect that there could be policies next year that will help to boost domestic consumption and investments to counter the property slump and any slowdown in exports because of the COVID outbreak. Now, Don, according to China's chief of national anti-monopoly, uh, its bureau, Ms. Gan Lin, the bureau will step up legal enforcement against monopolistic behavior and push forward the amended anti-monopoly law as well to improve uh, the regulatory framework. This has been making the news more and more lately. Yeah, Don, why does Ms. Lin see the urgent need to further improve the anti-monopoly legislation and industry legislation? I mean, what would this mean for China's business? seen moving forward. China is prioritizing this crackdown on anti-monopoly behavior and we saw this year that the authorities went after the country's tech giants from Alibaba, Tencent to DD. Last month it upgraded the functions of its previous anti-monopoly authorities by forming a new anti-trust agency, the China National Anti-Monopoly Administration which shows how committed it is to competition policy and antitrust enforcement. This new agency is now a vice ministerial level bureau from the previous director general level, and that essentially has given it much more power under China's bureaucracy. 
The authorities have said regulations for anti-monopolistic behavior haven't quite caught up with the times, especially with the rapid growth of China's digital economy. And there is now urgency to bring laws up to match with many new models and new industries that have sprung up. What this will mean for businesses is that they will essentially be subjected to much more scrutiny and will no longer be able to operate in quite the same fashion as before. The new agency will be looking at mergers and acquisitions much more closely and also enforcing rules on the abuse of dominant market position, violation of intellectual property rights, for instance. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. We're on the line this morning with Tan Don Wei, who is China Bureau Chief at The Straits Times. Don, final issue. According to Mr. Zhong Nanshan, who's China's number one epidemiologist who helped shape its COVID-19 response, saying foreign nations should realize that China's so-called over-the-top approach in handling the pandemic was the correct one as the Omicron variant spreads around the world at record-breaking pace. But, you know, despite that, the state-backed media has reported two cases of the Omicron variant of COVID-19 in the central Chinese city of Changsha. Mm, But while China does have a couple of Omicron cases, they seem to have done a lot right, according to observers, to ensure that the new variant at least doesn't get out of control in the country. So with Omicron cases rising in parts of Europe and the US, to what extent do you think it's about time that Western countries look at China as a prime example of how to handle COVID-19? Essentially, China is using pretty much the same COVID strategy that it has used all this time. It shut its borders in March last year and hasn't reopened it, unlike many other countries. And that has had the effect of largely keeping Omicron out. It still has a very strict quarantine policy. Anyone who comes through the border would have to have taken multiple COVID tests and go straight into a 14 to 28 day centralized quarantine. And signs of any outbreak will be quickly met by a lockdown and mass testing and contact tracing. And it is even more strict now as the country gears up for the Winter Olympics in less than 50 days. The first reported Omicron case was someone who returned from overseas to Tianjin about a week ago and who didn't show any symptoms on arrival. It's not a policy that many countries can stomach, especially smaller countries without as many resources or the ability to do mass mobilization and who can afford to keep their borders shut. Yes, China has been remarkably successful at keeping the virus in check, but it is coming at no small cost to the country and it is not a policy that can be easily emulated. We've been speaking with uh, Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.